deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. And That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a call that he's agreed with. JD! What's going on, buddy? (laughs) Not much. And uh, you can probably hear by those... uh, Laughs and uh, little snorts there. We are live. Live for the first time, buddy. This is a first for us. We're face to face. Uh, It's not pretty. Not pretty, (laughs) that's for damn sure. But uh, it's been a few weeks, and so we thought we'd try to put together a little bit of content and and what better than to get a live recording than a child's birthday party where we snuck off into the basement. That's right. When you need to get away from family, you record a podcast. That's how it works now. <laughs> so we snuck off here. We each got a, a beer in front of us. And we're ready to just uh, lay a little bit of uh, smack down on the goings-on of NFL free agency. Yeah, little quick hitters here. It's, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. It was due to get out, so we just fire through these. I uh, I picked up a fountain of juice from 450 North Brewing. That's a double IPA. It's so sweet. What did you grab there? I've got something from, a, it looks like, Windmill and Microphone called Feel Good Ink. It's a passion fruit and coconut milkshake style IPA. With lactose and vanilla. Uh, yes. And it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I had one earlier. I really enjoyed it. And your wife's going to enjoy all that lactose you're intaking. Yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> Be sleeping on the couch. Sweet. Well, uh, since we last spoke, there has been quite a bit of action going on. Um, NFL free agency. And... Not only free agency, but there's been a couple of trades, and it's been uh, there's quite a quite a bit of movement, really within the top ten of fantasy producers. Uh, there's I, I would say uh, maybe maybe not quite top ten, but three guys that have changed teams that typically are in your top five at their position of pricing on DraftKings. And obviously the two guys from Pittsburgh highlight that from uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And then, uh, oh, by the way, the Cleveland Browns made this little trade for the guy Odell Beckham. What what do you got to say about that, J.D.? Good for Cleveland. Uh, I think what you have here is a team that saw its window uh, opening. And then went out and got a guy from a team who 
his window has been shut for a while, and they finally figured it out that they're going to have to start doing some rebuilding. I think what what was happening there. Um, I think it was a third and a fifth, and Jabril Peppers that end up going over to the Giants in exchange for Odell. Uh, I do think this is the right move for both teams. Uh, I know Giants fans aren't going to like that, and I don't blame you. If it was my team, I'd be pissed to see him go to. But the reality is, is you weren't going anywhere right now. So get rid of him and do what you can now. It's really hard to see what the Giants are doing. Yes, they need to rebuild, and and, and to do that, they're going to have to chop it all down and start from the bottom. But they're still clutching on the, the – the, uh, Ashes of Eli Manning. Well, you also saw a team now that uh, that offense ran through Odell. That is not the case anymore. Once they got Saquon last year, that offense now runs through Saquon. So, you know, is he going to be your piece? Uh, I won't be surprised to see the Giants trade away their number 17 pick to get Josh Rosen and then come back and pick up Metcalf with six as a replacement. So... Uh, that that's my prediction on how that's going to go down is they've got two first round picks and the later one if they can get Rosen for the 17th they're going to grab Metcalf at six and now you're looking at Metcalf, Shepard, Ingram, Saquon Barkley and you're getting Josh Rosen who fits more of the style of what Eli Manning already does he can learn film study and all that for Manning uh, I think it's a good play for them in the long run if that's how they go about it but that's that's been my prediction since Kyler Murray said he was coming out that the Cardinals were going to trade Rosen and uh, the Giants were going to be right there. I, I suppose if if you think that Josh Rosen is an NFL viable quarterback, that might be a good move. I, I don't I don't think that anything we saw with Arizona would would prove that. But that doesn't mean that the Giants won't do it because the Giants are kind of spinning their oh yeah. But you got to look at right now. What did the supporting cast in Arizona look like last year? And by supporting cast, I'm obviously not talking about Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk or anything. I'm talking about the the five guys up front that were supposed to give him a little bit of time to make decisions. What you saw was a rushed QB and, even worse, a rushed rookie QB making a lot of stupid mistakes. So I think it's a, a potentially better situation in New York. He's in a situation where he's able to learn instead of just being thrust into it. I think it's a good move for him if they do it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I love seeing Odell in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's got to be a favorite uh, to win that division now, especially with the exodus of Brown and Bell from Pittsburgh. Uh, it, it's they, they started to seem to figure out how to win last year, a little bit towards the end of the season. Baker... You got uh, Odell back with his buddy Jarvis Landry, and uh, Nick Chubb is uh, no slouch in the running back position. So, and you got my boy David and Joku there, just waiting to happen. Oh man! Yeah. And that... come come week nine, you're you're gonna get Kareem Hunt in there too, and 
You're talking about having a fresh bat going to the playoffs because as long as they stay healthy, that team will be in the playoffs this year. Let's table the Kareem Hunt talk just for a minute because we're going to get there when we get to our our Bears talk. All right, all right. Fair enough. uh, Get me all fired up. Yeah, it's going to get a little tense in here in a minute. My shoulder's um, just tense just because you said it. Before we get there, let's go ahead and talk about Antonio Brown for a minute. I think, in my opinion, he gets what he deserves for all that crap he was pulling. And ends up with John Gruden in Oakland with a team that doesn't know what the hell they are doing right now. And uh, you saw the difference of Amari Cooper in Oakland last year versus when he went to Dallas. So I can only think that Antonio Brown, who is already on the backside of his prime, uh, he might still be trying to cling to that crest, but I don't think he's there anymore. Um, it's my opinion that uh, he, he's he's going to Oakland to die, and then he'll retire in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, they, they trade Antonio Brown to Oakland. They let Le'Veon Bell... Go and he he signs with the Jets for less money than what he would have gotten in Pittsburgh. Which, bravo, sit out another year, genius. Here's the problem: everybody lost. Everybody lost this this whole scenario. You got Le'Veon Bell, who benefited greatly from a good offensive line that knew how to block for him. He's not going to have that with the Jets. Antonio Brown benefited from that line and having Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger benefited from having Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Everybody loses in this situation. Everybody. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with you. Mike Tomlin, who said, I don't want that kind of character in my locker room. So the locker room in Pittsburgh wins. But that's it. So it, it, it might win, but I'm not sure that they're going to the be any win. better. Yeah, I don't you, think you know, they're going to be any better. Uh, um, but and the person that also loses here, uh, just my fantasy take on it, is Juju. Yeah, it may have opened up some targets, but you got to remember that he had AB on the other side pulling coverage. So we'll see what happens without that. Uh, uh, I think James Washington takes a, a nice little bump, but that's about it. I mean, I, yeah, bad on all at the sides. same time, Ben is getting towards the the twilight years of his career. So it, it'll be interesting to see what Pittsburgh uh, is, is able to do. But I, I really do think that they're, they're going to take a step back. Um, Cleveland State takes a step forward in that division. Um, Le'Veon Bell... I doubt that his production is is what he saw in Pittsburgh uh, playing for that Jets team. I'm sure it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, it, you know, at, at this point, Le'Veon Bell hasn't played in like 18 months or something like that. So it's really hard to 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 say what's going on. He 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 beefed up a little bit. He enjoyed riding his jet skis and drinking his beer and and living the the high life in Miami, so we'll we'll see if he can get back in shape for for football. But I, I know for for a second I entertained the thought that I'd like to see him on the Bears, but I'm not really too disappointed that they didn't uh, 
break the bank for that. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, you've got Adam Gase, who, uh, you know, has taken over the head coaching duties. There's the, the coaching carousel in the AFC East just keeps going around. Uh, they, they're swapping coaches at this point in time. But uh, he had a difficult time figuring out that Kenyon Drake was his number one back in Miami. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I mean, you paid a lot of money. Well, not a ton of money, but you paid a decent amount of money for Bell. So you're going to use him. I, I don't know. We'll see. I just... I don't think it's very good, and I think uh, Oakland, you know, getting Antonio Brown, you're not getting the same guy, and you've got a worse offensive line and a step back in a quarterback. So oh, absolutely, and and so uh, like, like you said with the, with the Jets, you know, they got Bell now, but they still don't really have much on the receiver side of things to take. They did the- add um, Jamison Crowder, I believe, which gives them a nice speedster. To, to go uh, along. He's not much different than the guys that he's had, they've had. With, yeah, well, I mean. We'll but see. who knows? It's a long way off. We still have the draft, and there's still a lot more moves that could happen with free agency, um, post, post-draft post cuts and, and trades and, and other things. But Real quick, man, let's stay in that division then since we're going to talk about it. Buffalo now has added some, some receivers on their side. So, you, you know, you got Josh Allen, who is the long ball thrower, and they just went out and said, give me all the guys that can just run down the field as fast as they can. And if I'm not going to run it myself, I'll just throw it 60 yards and see what happens. That division's going to be interesting to watch this year. Sure. Um, I can't believe I just said that but that but division's going to be interesting to watch. But, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, I, I hate to point this out, but they're not in the same division. Um, Buffalo is with uh, New England. And New York and Miami. Oh, well. Here we are! <laughs> Live and in color. And uh, we're talking about two different divisions because I thought you were talking about the AFC North still. but uh, Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. That, that one's just Cleveland at this point. I don't even... <laughs> See? You know... When, Live with the beer, and we're having a good time. So, while uh, we're in confusion, I'll stu- I'll go ahead and stir it up a little bit here with JD because you may or may not have seen the other night. Uh, JD went live on Instagram, started feeding some emotional thoughts about a little move that the Bears made. Um. They traded away Jordan Howard for a bag of bones. We're not sure. I, I, I mean, maybe Ryan Pace lost a bet with Howie Rosen um, on the playoff game that they just had. Uh, but, you know, the Bears trade Howard to the Eagles for a 2020 sixth-round pick. Could, could, based on things, be a fifth-round pick. But they get nothing in the upcoming draft where they really are short of assets. I know JD is a little bit passionate about this. Um, do I want to go ahead and push him and let him get going on this uh, topic real quick, or do I want to give my let, let's let's let Josh vent JD a little bit more about his his Jordan Howard angst because. Uh, 
This is just... I'm, I'm going to start poking the needle here, I just, too. I just... I don't understand this. So, Ryan Pace gets executive of the year, basically on the back of, we traded for Khalil Mack. He rides Mack's back all the way to his executive of the year award. Days later, he trades away a 24-year-old Pro Bowl running back, three consecutive years of 1,000 yards from scrimmage, for a sixth-round pick, which is likely going to be a late-round pick, which almost makes it a seventh-round pick. What the hell are you doing? And to back him up, you brought in Mike Davis. Two years older, has not proven himself yet. Unless you decide that we're going to use Cordell Patterson as a running back because Belichick did it, so maybe we can do it too. Well, this trade makes zero sense any way you cut it. You want to tell me he doesn't fit the system? Kiss my ass. Great players or great coaches cater to their players' strengths, I, I, not I'm, the other way I, around. That's this is where you and I separate because I think that when you bring in a coach that has a vision and an offense and a style. You need to try to fill that coach's regime with players that can execute his vision. So, am I upset that they got rid of Jordan Howard? Not really. Am I upset that they announced to the world that they didn't want Jordan Howard, thus devaluing him completely? Yeah, I don't think that was the greatest move. I think they could have moved early, made a trade, even if they would have got a fifth round for 2019 or maybe a fourth round. I think that would have been fine. But you get a 2020 conditional push it down the line. I wasn't too cool with that. I think you give Nagy the chance to execute his offense. But the thing I am disappointed in is that you couldn't spend the million bucks to sign Kareem Hunt who is the ideal running back for the offense and stash him and try and you know maybe make a late round draft pick to tide you over or see if Mike Davis can get you through eight weeks until Hunt could come back yeah I think that that that's a little bit of short-sightedness on the Bears' part. Jordan Howard, sure, he's got a thousand yards, but he he got a thousand yards on teams that were terrible, and they had very little other option. So they kept pushing Jordan Howard. Great, but he's not special. He's slow. He doesn't receive the ball well out of the backfield. It's not like we traded away Gale Sayers or Walter Payton. This guy, in, in 2019, 2020 NFL, he's not the type of player that gets you to where you want to go. So, I, I was reading this article on the way over to, to this party today. Uh, I believe this is from uh, SBNation.com. And they were talking about this whole Jordan Howard trade. And, uh, there's this line in the article that says, Per Football Outsiders, last year the Bears' line ranked 28th in adjusted line yards. That's a far cry from their 8th ranking in 2016. So, the offensive line took a step backwards 
a step backwards in blocking for him. And to the point about not being a receiving back, he didn't have the target opportunities for one, and most of the ones he had were behind the line of scrimmage where he had no room to run whatsoever. And his his reception percentage is 3% and 2% less than Cohen over the last two years. So you didn't give him the opportunity, at least not in good situations, and he wasn't that far off from the guy that everybody's like, he's our back. So I don't understand how we can make this argument, he's not a receiving back, he doesn't fit the system, when you didn't really try. You didn't do anything with him. Well, he's not going to break anything, for one. he He's a downhill runner. And the Bears' offense, with Matt Nagy, it's not designed to pound people into submission. It's designed to hit the home run, leave people in the dust. Yeah, we'll see. I <laughs> I think we're going to be missing this year. I, I'm not uh, – I mean, Jordan Howard was a reasonably decent player, but it wasn't what they wanted, and I don't hate the Bears for not – wanting him for being a fit in their system. I blame the Bears for not maximizing the value they could have gotten out of him. Should have done it last year. Should have done it as soon as Nagy got there because his value was way higher. But it's a mistake. In the end, (laughs) you know, it it remains to be seen what what will happen. Uh, Matt, you know, Ryan Pace won executive of the year because they went from worst to first. Uh, It in that division, uh, it, it pretty easy to see, you know, the turnaround. The expectations for the Bears coming into the season were maybe eight and eight at best, and yet they won their division. And yeah, they lost their first first round game, but it, you know, they're they're got a, a young quarterback in a brand new system, so it it's all remained to be seen. We know that JD is the uh, Trubisky hater on this podcast, so um, <laughs> we, we, we won't. We'll try not to press that that button too much. But uh, yeah, I don't want to burn the bridges of my uh, my Chicago Bears fandom here. <laughs> we uh, we shall see. Any I, other? I trust Nagy, but this this makes no sense. Any I'll other interesting off season moves for you? You know. From a fantasy fantasy perspective, I I know Golden Tate. I was watching to see where he landed, and he landed in 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 New York again for that Giants team. That uh, it kind of doesn't really make sense because Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are kind of the same receiver. So uh, I don't think that does much for his fantasy value. Um, I know one guy that you really were interested in was Tyrell Williams. Yeah, he ends up in Oakland, opposite of Antonio Brown. I think one of the worst situations he could have had, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, he was very much a guy I wish the Bears would have targeted because I feel one of our one of the Bears' biggest needs is a receiver who can high point, and he's got that nice mix of speed and he can come down with jump balls. Um, too bad he ends up in Oakland instead of Chicago. I do have a couple that I, I find very interesting. Uh, Latavius Murray going to New Orleans, uh, where he is now that complimentary back uh, role that Ingram was uh, filling. I suspect that his role will be about the same as what Ingram was given because they don't want to they don't want to overdo it with Kamara. I don't think 
uh, you might see, uh, you know, whereas they might have been at a 60-40, they may be closer to a 70-30 this time. Uh, but staying with that part of it, Mark Ingram going to Baltimore sounds like a real good win for him. I think he that's a good spot for him, uh, running offense where he can really, really pound their uh, it, it may sound good, but I saw something the other day where um, the quarterback there, what's his name? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. he his, his pass rate to the running back position was league low, actually. Um, yeah. So unless, unless he really learns to utilize his running back, uh, that that could be one knock on Mark Ingram because even though he was more the power back type guy in New Orleans, he was a major part of the passing game as yeah, well. And he had to work hard, hard on that. But, I mean, we saw what happens when you take a guy like Gus Edwards and you have Lamar Jackson. He had some monster days. And now you've got somebody with a little bit more experience in there. I, I, I think he could have some uh, – I'm not saying he's going to be a league winner for you, but I bet you he's a week winner for you a couple times. It could be, um, and and I know you weren't real happy about this, but Mike Davis as kind of the number one running back with the Bears, unless they go out and draft somebody, you know, that's that's where we really have to wait and see what goes on with the draft and everything. Mike Davis, his value, rather than being stuck third or fourth on the depth chart in Seattle, really could be. I mean, because he was kind of the third down passing back uh, for for Seattle. So uh, if, if that's the kind of guy Matt Nagy is looking for in his offense, if he can stay healthy, really could be a sneaky fantasy value. We'll see. You also got to remember Seattle had one of the nastiest offensive lines last year uh, when it came to blocking. So uh, I, I, as much as I would love to have it, we don't have that in Chicago right now. Uh, I do have some other ones that are kind of out there a little bit. Uh, Devin Funches to Indianapolis, I think, is a good spot for him. Uh, he does not have to be the number one there anymore, uh, which you know he was forced to in Carolina, and he gets an upgrade as far as uh, arm accuracy from his quarterback. So uh, I think he does get an accuracy upgrade with luck, and like I said, the, the pressure's taken off him because he's got to worry about uh, T.Y. and Ebron and, and Marlon Mack, so... Uh, I think that'll help him out quite a bit. And another one that I think is kind of interesting to watch is uh, Dante Moncrief going into Pittsburgh to fill a little bit of a role there. I, I like the uh, the look there for Devin Funches. I do think that he could uh, be like one of these like 10 touchdown guys in, you know, there was so that big role there at the tight end position in uh, in Indianapolis last year, and Funches kind of fills that that type of role. Even though he's a receiver, he's a bigger target. Uh, a couple of other things I thought were interesting, definitely uh, from a fantasy perspective, were Nick Foles moving to uh, Jacksonville. All, all uh, this, of his receivers take an upgrade. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I don't know that he's going to put up the kind of numbers that he did in that playoff run with Philadelphia there in Jacksonville, but I, I think he stabilizes 
the offense in Jacksonville definitely balances it out. I think I suspect they'll still be run heavy. They'll still roll through Fournette, but it it, it definitely balances things out. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And then you see like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to Miami. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it may not be like for a season long being the 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 be all end all, but it's it's Miami taking a turn in in their direction and and you know letting Tannehill go and and going with Fitz Magic, seeing if they can get a little magic on the beach. So, uh, two little things I w- I want to touch on: uh, stay away from San Francisco's backfield situation. Uh, they added, I believe, they added a back, so they added Tevin Coleman. You still have Jarek McKinnon. You got Matt Breda, and they re-signed Raheem Mostert. I, <laughs> and uh, he came out and said, we may have four backs active on game day. So you're just going to have to – it's Shanahanigans all over again just in a new era. So oh. stay as far away from that backfield as possible until, you know, you see what happens if they actually do ride the hot hand. Absolutely. Just, Great point. Great point. crazy. Uh, and – staying in the running back department. An interesting signing for me is actually Carlos Hyde going to Kansas City. I believe that job is Damian Williams' job to lose. But if he does, I think Carlos Hyde can actually do really well in that role. Really well in that role. He, uh, His last year in San Francisco, his reception numbers went way up. Uh, so I think he can fit very well in that where you're, you're worrying about so many other weapons. So just a little sleeper play. I yeah, not a not a bad call there. So um, I think that probably wraps it up for our little free agency buzz. There we got a little bit of heat going with the bear situation, ah. and uh, we we were certainly uh, we were a little bit behind, but we let the uh, the whole free agency situation simmered a little bit after everybody else kind of got their hot takes out there and and uh, we were able to sit back and look at things. Coming up, we've got the draft coming in April. Um, May have that, a special episode planned for that one that, too. That'll, that, yeah, definitely there's there's some things uh, going on uh, with with that and maybe, maybe a little bit of local... Uh, flavor going on that we could mix into the podcast as well for us um but definitely keep keep an ear out keep keep listening keep sharing interacting we we love uh the fan interaction that we've gotten we appreciate everybody who listens and and who comments on our social media posts and whatnot uh jd why don't you go and tell people where they can be in touch with you yeah real quick before i do that just make sure when you listen to hit that subscribe button that that means a lot to us so subscribe 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 please uh go ahead and find me usual spots at jd west 22 uh twitter and instagram Uh, as justin mentioned the interaction is everything and be on the lookout more uh try to do a little live look-ins and get some more stuff out there some more interaction we get the better definitely and uh you can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter, Instagram, JMW1977. And then um, 
you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. We're we're trying to keep active, trying to keep uh, a presence, and uh, we definitely do appreciate all that uh, we get. Um, hit us up if, if you got anything to add. Uh, if you're looking for a T-shirt, we got we got that for you. But uh, I, definitely for a live broadcast, our first live broadcast. Uh, hopefully, it hasn't been uh, too terrible, but it, it definitely has been fun. Uh, even though I had to look at this guy across the microphone. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> but for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>